Cuppin' Tea. Week. Episode five. Is that right? Four? No, it's five, I think. What are we talking about today? Uni halls. Uni, uni halls, uni. Life. That kind of 18, genre. 18 to 21 age. Yeah. In our lifetime. That kind of happen during that era. Period. Yeah. So, yeah. Welcome to this week's episode. A big thank you if you have been keeping up with us and listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, Henry looks very sleepy today. I'm not prepared for tonight. We are recording on a different night to normal. It's Normally m- we're a Saturday night because we're that rock and roll. But it's Monday. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of decorating. We've been quite busy, haven't we? Yeah. So we've changed the night and I feel like we just feel a bit out of sorts. Yes, and so we shall see how it goes. It'll be fine. I think we have to have a positive mindset. I'm just not as prepared as normal. I have no notes. Oh, no. No notes Maybe it'll be for the best. We shall go. But let's do it. Let's do this week's episode. You may as well start. Yeah. Because I can't remember right now. I shall make some notes as as you waffle. Well, I don't even know where to start to begin in. Well, that didn't make any sense, did it? Alright, where did you go to uni? I went to uni, I went to two different universities. Where did you go to uni when you stayed in halls? I went... Because that's the main concept. Yeah, I went to Liverpool Hope University. Um, very strange little university that was. Um, I kind of liked it because it was quite small, it was a bit out of the city, you kind of got that community vibe, which I liked from being from a small town. However... I don't know in hindsight it was the best choice for me, but you can't go back. I haven't got a time machine. Didn't you have... I'm sure you had to have, like, certain meals. We definitely had... I think I only ever went to them once. Frank. (laughs) I think I only ever went to one, and then I was a rebel and refused to go to the other ones because you didn't get, like, told off for not going. But yeah, it was really strange, wasn't it? You had to go to these meals and there'd be like a talk from the dean or something. Wasn't it a religious person who talked to you? Oh, I can't even remember. It was a very long time ago. I'm sure it was like some vicar or something. But I remember I went to the first one and I was like, oh, we have to go. And then it came to the second one. I remember <laughs> the group of girls that I was with were like... Need to go to that, and I was like, "But isn't it compulsory? Will we not get into trouble?" And they were like, "No." So I was like, "Okay." I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like the food. I didn't go. Nothing happened. So yeah, but um, I lived in halls. I lived in very posh halls, didn't I? I don't know. I don't know whether they just seemed posh compared to mine, which was like the slum. If I had an ensuite, which I feel quite posh for a halls, but that was my one non-negotiable I was like I am not sharing the toilet with anybody else so I had an ensuite and the rest of it was pretty like modern bog standard halls like when I think about like when I used to go stay with my sister very similar to like her kind of did you have a rubbish chute am I making that up no I don't think we did have a rubbish chute there was something in your kitchen that was weird Uh, my flatmate Michael (laughs) (laughs) he was weird Cooking a whole potato. Oh, That's that was weird. me. Well, that was because I was an idiot. I didn't. We, me and my flatmate Becky decided one day we were going to cook a roast dinner. We were like, we're missing home. We want a roast dinner. We're going to cook one. How hard can it be? I wanted to make mashed potato. However, I'm a bit of an idiot. 
and she was a bit of an idiot too. So it was like just two idiots bumbling along together. I put a whole potato. I think idiot's a bit of a strong word. What would you call it then? Naive. Naive. Silly. Stupid. <laughs> um, I put a whole potato in some boiling water and then couldn't understand why it didn't get soft enough to mash. And then I told my mum, like, oh, I couldn't make mash. And she was just like, Jesus Christ, Corey. We need to get you home and learn you some skills. And Basics. I think she did actually tell me that weekend when I went home, like, right, this is how you cook a roast dinner. And I learned, don't put a whole potato in. <laughs> so that was the moral of the story. But thankfully, we'd gone for, like, Aunt Bessie's roast potatoes, so it wasn't like we were completely potato-less. Yeah. So all was saved. But, um, yeah, I mean, my first year diet was, like, pot noodle, super noodle, and jack of potato. That was the three things I lived off. You had a box under your bed. Yeah, I did of sweets. Yeah. I used to eat them in the night like a psycho. Midnight snack. Yeah, it was usually when I was drunk. <laughs> I had all the biscuits. I had a lot of cans. Do you remember I had a lot of, like, Pepsi? And I had my little alcohol stash underneath the desk, like a little boozer. Your room was probably twice as big as mine. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I had quite a lot of storage as well. And, yeah, it was much nicer than your room. Like, no offence. <laughs> your room was horrific. My room was basically... A bed, a desk and a chair, and a sink. I mean, what did they put those bloody walls up with? Cardboard? Because you could hear everything, couldn't you? Yes. Yes, you could. And some nights it was, seagull! (laughs) Into like 2am. Do you remember that night? I think I was staying with you, and your... Ned, who didn't even go to uni. What? He didn't even register. So what was he doing there? Well, he was supposed to, Yeah. but he never did. What? He came in like halfway through, like six weeks into the, the year. Yeah. Never went to like registration at the uni. What? I did not know this. Yeah, never signed up to so uni. what did he do all day? Nothing. Nothing? No. Just lived what? the uni life. How can someone get away with that? His what name wasn't put... even Ned. Are you joking? No, I what think was we just... Mike, I think. Mike? Mike yeah. and Ned are very... That's two different factions. Well, yeah, we, we didn't really know who he was, so we just called him Ned and then... He could have been a criminal. He turned into Ned. Well, he obviously had to pass the checks to get the... What do you think he's doing now? Do you ever want to look... Do you ever look them up? No. Just be like, what are you doing with your life? I probably could on Facebook, but... Yeah, I'm not do. about that life anymore. Not about stalking life? Not about Facebook life. I'm always about stalker life. Oh, I didn't know he didn't... I just thought he was just... I don't know. I don't know what I thought he was, but... He's always awake. Yeah. And I was like, are you a fucking vampire? And yeah, played, oh, played music. smooth 60s music that till 4am. Oh, that was the thing. It was like, I don't know if I, I'd even find it more acceptable, you know, if it was like drum and bass. The thing is, it wasn't even... I think we were like the only people there for some reason. Was yeah. it after Christmas? I don't know. But hadn't they also thrown curry everywhere? And we went out the next morning, there was curry all over the carpet. Oh, and I we think, were like, no, that was probably Was that another, another time? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that night, we were only wound up because we were like the only people there. Oh, right, yeah. And Ned was playing his 60s yeah. and we were just like, for God's sake. I think you had work the next yeah, day. Yeah, I think that's why. I think that's why. We were getting wound we, up. No, I think that's why we were there. Oh, because you were I think working. I, it was just before or just after Christmas. And yeah. the only people who were still there were the people who had like part-time jobs. Ah, right, I get and so you. so most people had left. And we... Hence why we yeah. were the only people wound up by this music. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, there was quite a few sleepless nights yeah. when I came to... I mean, I don't know how you cope with that for so a whole year. So basically, Corrie lived in halls which had five people? Yeah, five people to 
Well, it was flat. Um, yeah, it was five people to an apartment, yeah. and you each had a room there yeah. and access to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. In my halls, I lived on basically a square. Yeah. And this whole the square was like each level, so there was four kitchens on each level, forty rooms, mm. ten people to, so ten people to each kitchen. Kitchen, and then there was what two shower rooms. Yeah. And it was like um, shower cubicles, no, wasn't it? Yeah, and then there was like two extra shower cubicle rooms. Oh, just, really? Just the shower room. Oh, wasn't I don't it? think I ever went into those. I think we only ever used the, sh- the cubicles. Because there was one on the end. There was right. like a toilet and a shower oh, right in the corner. Right, okay. And then there was the shower cubicle room where yeah. there was like four showers yeah. in there. So weird. It was like yeah. being in like a, a gym changing room. Yeah. And then there was the toilet. I hated that toilet. Yeah, so there was like two toilets. There was a toilet on each corner, yeah. Yeah. And next to them was a shower. And it seemed to be like, you seemed to have like a really rubbish positioned room because you seemed to be a right trek away from the kitchen, a right trek away from the showers. I was like right in the middle. You were a bit of a trek from the toilets. I remember I used to, like I used to have the fear about needing to go for a wee in the night because I was like, I'm going to have to like... Walk all the way down walk the corridor. With my loo roll. <laughs> I just used to not go to the toilet when I went to visit you. Like, I don't know how I didn't die. <laughs> but I just didn't used to go to the toilet because I hated it that much. <laughs> but I remember when we stayed at Liverpool, you had yeah. to tell them that I was staying. Yeah, they were... That's the thing. It was two different extremes. Yeah. Like, it was proper strict. Like, yeah, I had to give them notice that you were staying... Um, I had to get a parking permit. Yeah, you had to get a parking permit. I mean, I can I can kind yeah, of yeah. understand that one. But yeah, it was like a... It was just two very different experiences. Whereas with mine, I don't know whether it was an inner city one, but it was literally yeah. like anyone could... Obviously, anyone, you needed a key fob to get yeah. in or the code. Because you did have... Like, ours didn't have like a security... You had like a little security bit at the bottom, whilst I didn't yeah. have that. Um, but we did have someone who would like, I guess, like monitor things... <laughs> But yeah, like no one ever blinked an eye at me because you used to, you used to be at work, so I would just come and go as like I please, and no one would ever blink an eye, would they? No. But yeah, I mean, I was paying like twenty twenty five pound a week more than you, so I guess that's maybe why. I don't know. I feel like my university was a bit like being back at school. But my my thing was I needed a car down there. Yeah. And I didn't think I could afford a car and an ensuite. Yeah, fair so enough. So I went for the car. Over the... Over the ensuite. you're a boy. Like, do boys even care about that kind of thing? I don't know. I think I would have liked it. But then again, if I had an ensuite, I probably would have left my room even less. Yeah. Like, don't worry, I never used to... I had a little mini kettle. <laughs> so I would quite often, like, just use a mini kettle to make a little pot noodle. And I'd be like, don't you clean my room? Just like a little hermit. Pot noodle, that was posh. I'd go for Asda's 14p noodles. Yeah, I couldn't deal with them. 20p. But yeah, I was all about a pot noodle. But... I mean, I had a bit of a strange flat. Like, I used to get on with one of my flatmates, but the rest of them, I feel like we were very... I don't know who bloody put us all together, because it didn't do a very good job. So, I mean, yeah, there was Michael, as I've already kind of hinted. So when I think about this, so there was five of us, four girls, one Michael. We were all either... We were all aged between 18 to 20, which is quite young. He was a 28-year-old male. Do you think that's quite strange? Like, they've put in... Why couldn't they've put him in with, like, males? I just think it's quite an odd setup. And also, when you think about it, like, we're 29... Well, I say, 
Well, yeah, you will be tweeting on by the time this podcast goes out. Oh no! So if we but if we think about that, imagine us in an eighteen year old. Like that's such an age difference, isn't it? It's like you're at two very different stages in your life. I don't know who the fuck thought that up. Clearly, an idiot. The thing is, though, I do feel like there needs to be a mix of boys and girls. Yeah, but ours just they just didn't get no, ours right. Because like I feel like if you've got a flat which is just all girls or mm. all boys, it's just a Carn- mess. It's just carnage. Yeah. Yeah. But this Michael, he was just a bit odd. I mean, I don't know if that's just me being 18 and a dickhead. But I remember on the first night, like, um, he knocked on everyone's doors and was like, I've made everyone dinner. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, I've already got myself sorted. Like, I was just going to have a pot noodle and obviously then you were going to go out for your first night out. And he was like, no, but I've made it. And he made us all sit around the table and he'd made some kind of, like, weird... I want to say, like, fried potatoes with, like, ham. And we all had to sit around and eat these potatoes and ham whilst making, like, polite chit-chat. And we were like, that was so bloody weird. And then that was the end of our flat dinners. I don't know. I feel like that would be quite nice. It wasn't. They were weird, Henry. They were weird. I just feel like the the, the thought... The effort was... Yeah. I suppose it takes a lot to do that. Yeah. Like, even at my age now, I probably wouldn't do that because, you know, I'm very unsociable. <laughs> but I guess it does take a lot to go out and buy the stuff and then make it and try and make an effort of everyone. But he used to leave... So, first of all, I mean, as everyone does this, he would always use my cutlery yeah. and my plates, even though I'd marked them a nail polish. And we all had our own cupboards, so that was just rude. We had to take a padlock for our cupboards. I mean, I wish... I, if I'd have taken a padlock if I could, but it was a bit passive-aggressive in my flat... <laughs> Um, so he was always using my stuff, which really wound me up. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you playing at? And he always used to leave the hob really dirty. He was always cooking stir fries. Always cook stir fries and leave the noodles everywhere. And that was like, bit of my life, I was always cleaning up noodles. I'm pretty sure, talking about kitchens, hmm. someone ate one of my frozen pizzas. Oh my God. That is an absolute liberty. Because obviously you could put a lock on your... Mm. But I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Not even like a drunk... Night out, I'm going to eat. Just... Just for the dinner. Just <gasps> ate one of my pizzas. That's malice. That is horrible, isn't it? That is the lowest of the low. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you have, like, um your own shelf in the fridge? Because we all had our own shelf. I don't... I can't really remember. I don't think so, because I don't think we had enough shelves. Right. I think there was two big fridge freezers, mm. and that was it. So what, did you just mark your stuff or did you just kind of hope that everyone knew what was theirs? Well, yeah, I think everyone knew what was theirs. Well, apart from the person who ate your pizza. And then there was a couple of times where, I can't remember, was it maybe Olivia who lived next door? Or someone we said, right, shall we just do dinner Mm. together? Because like cooking for two is a bit easier than cooking for one. Yeah, me and Becky used to do that quite a lot. And I think we maybe did that twice. (laughs) (laughs) Worked well then. Well, I was quite lucky I didn't have to eat much. Oh, so you worked at Flandos. Yeah. The nights when I worked, I didn't need... Yeah, you did save a bit of money there, didn't yeah. you? So that's a top tip for you, need Get a job get at a, a restaurant. Get a restaurant, yeah, that is, a, very, that is a good tip. Yeah, mm. very good tip, well done. Thanks. Um, yeah. I don't, you just had wild house. I mean, they were just normal uni students, but they were just wild they never slept, I think they? the problem was there was 40 of them. Yeah. Well, 40 of us. It's a lot. So, like, if there was only five, like, with yours, mm. you'd maybe get the noise from above or below as well. Yeah. But because there was 40, it was more yeah. of a party atmosphere, yeah. I think. And every time 
every night there'd be at least two people going out. Yeah. And so every night at three or four o'clock in the morning, there'd be people coming back yeah. in, absolutely steaming and throwing stuff up and down the corridor, like you say, curry yeah. or... Every morning you'd wake up and you'd walk out and be like, wow, mm. this corridor's a Those shit hole again. poor cleaners. I think we got reported I'm a not, lot. I'm not surprised. I think they they said they weren't going to... Uh, there was a, probably about a week, I think, where they said, right, if you don't sort your stuff out, we're not... The cleaners aren't even coming in. Uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't. I don't blame them. Why should they? And I'm pretty sure this sounds... This is such a loser thing. Over <laughs> the, Like I say, I was the only one there over, like, winter. Yeah. So I think everyone left, basically, as soon as they could. Yeah. But I still had to be there for, like, a week. So I think I, like, cleaned the kitchen. Oh, you know, like, oh, get this into some decent shape. <laughs> to be honest. Because it is so gross. I did quite enjoy it. So when we went down at Christmas, I came down with you so that you wouldn't be, like... That was between on... Christmas and New Year. Yeah, I didn't want you to be on your own. So I remember I came with you. And I was like, it is quite nice that it's so quiet. Yeah. Because you just didn't have to worry. I think there was a couple of times that I came down on, like, the holidays. And it was like, no one's around. This is great. Yeah. Ah, it seems like a whole lifetime ago. What I was going to say to you, though, something that I remember a lot from uni. Did your fire alarm go off a lot? No. Because our fire alarm went off all the bloody... Which obviously is good because it obviously meant that it worked. But it always went off when I put a bloody fake tan on. It, I feel like it went off twice. Okay. Like in the middle of the night. And uh, it was like someone had burnt a pizza. Yeah, or that, put a that's pizza what it was. Someone had gone home drunk. And put like the polished mm. irene in there. Oh, or something like that. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Something really stupid. stupid. Or what, the toaster and you all hadn't have to stand outside out. in your pyjamas. Yeah. yeah, I'd always have a fake tan and I'd put my hood up on my dressing gown and be like, don't look at me. Yeah. But yeah. That that happened, I feel like that happened quite a lot at our uni. The fire alarm was always going off. And they'd be like, oh, God, what now? It's crazy, because halls is such... Like, even... Like, uni's a long time ago. Yeah. But halls is even for... It's do you know what I mean? That's, like, the first years year. years ago. Ten... No, it's longer than that. It's 11 years ago. Because it was 2009. It's now 2020. Yeah. 11 years ago. We're so old. You look it. Thank <laughs> you. You're so kind. Um, so, yeah, I can't really remember much else from you. Where was your laundry? Or did you just take it home? I just took it home. Like, fuck that. Because you'd go home every weekend. Yeah, but that's because of my Saturday job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also because... Because uh, <laughs> you're a loser. I wanted to see my mum. <laughs> but, no, I did used to work every Saturday because I didn't get a job in Liverpool because I hadn't quite realised how far away I was from the centre until I... Uh, idiot of me. I hadn't realised how far it was until I got there and I thought, oh, this is going to be very hard to get a job. So I just kept my Saturday job. And, yeah, I'd go home, like, on a Friday evening. And then my mum used to drove me up on the the Sunday. But everyone went home. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I was also going to say, do you remember all, like, the nights out, like, carnage? Where you'd be like, ah... Oh. Can, anyone got a t-shirt? Anyone got a t-shirt? Got a t-shirt? And it'd be on Facebook, wouldn't it? Anyone got a t-shirt? £10. I wasn't going to go, but... Uh, I've now I've changed, changed my plans. Yeah. yeah, anyone, anyone got, got a t-shirt? t-shirt? And it'd be like, does anyone know any of the, the shirt sellers? And then it'd be like, oh, so... Uh, Meet us in this park at this time. Duncan from Flat B, he's got a cousin, he's got a friend, he's selling his t-shirt. It was like, actual like drug dealing, wasn't it? Let me carnage see, t-shirt. Let me see what sizes I can get for you. Carnage was always a shit night out as what well. If we cut carnage a, was never that great. There was one which was like, what if we cut the t-shirt in half? Can we uh, can we do that somehow? Because uh, <laughs> like, you'd rip, tear it and rip oh, it yeah. to try and make it look... look Better yeah. than just a, a, a white, white t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. And then you wouldn't even follow the route, you'd just go into... It was just to say... 
I'm at Carnage. No, but I'm saying you were supposed to meet up at certain yeah. times, weren't you? Yeah. And go around in a specific route. But it never Never, never happened. You just like ended that. up going up yeah. whatever. And then you'd see other people from there, eh, Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good t- Do you reckon Carnage still exists? Does it, Carnage still exist? There's, there's got to be something like that. You would think so, surely. Hey, should we... Do you want to start on the stories? Yeah. We'd like to start. I've got two. I've got two very good ones. Right. Go on in. Am I kicking off? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with the long one. So strap yourself in, boys and girls. Okay. I'll try and make this as short as possible. In my second year of uni, I lived in a shared house with my best girlfriends. And next to our house was an old pub, which had been converted into a nine-bed student house. Bloody hell. I know. It was amazing. The thing is, I guess with a nine-bed student house, mm. the bills would be cheap. Yeah. Because if you think, if you're splitting everything between nine, nine. Yeah. and, like, it's one house, the house yeah. isn't going to be dramatically more expensive. No. Like, I'm sure it's not going to be, like, £9,000 a month. Wouldn't have thought so. Anyway, go on. It was amazing, and we used to sneak a peek through the windows whenever we walked past. I had the old bar in the kitchen complete with beer taps, etc. We always said that we should try and make friends with the lads that lived there, but it never happened. However, fast forward to my last year of uni and I was in a club one night and saw a very good looking guy at the bar. We got chatting and I asked him where he lived. Turned out he lived on the same street as the pub house, in the pub house. I was thrilled. I told the girls that he lived in the pub house and they said, you have to go home with him and tell us what it's like. (laughs) Well, let's just say a few things led to another. I ended up back at the infamous pub house. It was as amazing as we imagined and he gave me the full tour. As it was an old pub, it had an outside area that was the beer garden. We went outside into the courtyard-style garden and threw another door to his room. Being rather drunk, I didn't really pay much attention to what door was what. A few hours later, after falling asleep, I woke up and needed the loom more than I ever have in my whole life. Keep in mind, I was wearing a play suit. Brackets. This is very important. I assumed that I would just find the loom down the what, corridor. White play suit. Just a play just suit. Play. Just, just remember, everybody, okay, sorry. that she's wearing a play suit. She assumed I would just find the door, the loo down the corridor. I opened his room door to what felt like a sea of doors. I was worried. I was desperate for the loo. It was pitch black. My phone had died, and I wasn't sure what was a bedroom and what was a loo. <laughs> Frank is riveted. Remember, this was a nine-bed house. I had remembered seeing a loo on the way into the house but only knew that you could get to that section of the house through the courtyard. I legged it outside in January with no shoes on to only be greeted with a door which required a code to open. A code? I did not know. At this point, I was 20 seconds away from wetting myself, with no spare clothes, in a boy's house and no battery on my phone to call a cab or a friend from help. There was only one thing for it. I yard up the corner of the courtyard, I stripped down to my bra and pants with my play suit around my ankles and went for a wee in the corner of the courtyard. What had my life come to? I thought I wasn't this type of girl, but here I was as I squatted half naked at 5am on a cold January morning. However, I noticed a light shining on me. I glanced up and saw what I can only assume was two of the boys' housemates staring out of the window, watching me wee in the courtyard. I was horrified, frozen in fear. I pulled my pants up and ran back inside to the boys' room, grabbed my things. Luckily, I had a coat. I shook him awake, which I should have done in the first place asked for the code to get out and made a runner, never to see him or his housemates again. 
Or so I thought. <laughs> like all horrific stories like this, no one gets off the hook. Three days later, whilst in the library alone, I looked up only to be face to face with him and his housemate sat opposite me. We shared an awkward hello and I made a runner for it again, knowing full well his housemates would have told him I went for a wee naked in the courtyard. But I did get to see the house, the pub house, so that's all that matters. <laughs> I'd appreciate if you could keep me anonymous, and I'm sorry that this was longer than expected. <laughs> just like the way. <laughs> I love that she was just like, well, at least I saw the pub house. <laughs> that was the main goal there. How embarrassing, though. Uh, when you need a wee, when you've got to go, you've got to go. Oh, I need a play suit, too. Yeah. I would have just shoved it to the side. I just, like, shoved the little... The shorts to the side and then a little way out of that, I think, and you wouldn't have to have been naked. <laughs> but that's just my... I don't even know if that could really happen. I think that's what I would have done in that situation. But bless her. I enjoyed that story. I think that was a good one. And that's a good story. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Well done. Right. I was dating some guy at uni and we went out... Right. I'm going to... You might think it's just my reading. It's not, for once. Okay. This... This does start, I'm a bit pissed, but. The but has three t- four T's. So it's been written by a drunk person? Yes. Okay, right, okay, I'll let you off then. So I will read it word for word. Okay. I was dating some guy at uni, and we went out for four a piss up. Went out for a piss up? Four four. Four four. four. So I'm going to... You, you feel free to grammar. I was dating some guy at uni, and we went out for a piss up at the SU. Student union, that means, by the way. Um, Why are you winking at me? I'm just letting you know. I'm following you. It doesn't say that, but I'm just... Put that wink away. Sue. You know, I'm a bit... Did you ever go to the SU? I went once. I think I went during the day rather than at night. Yeah, It was like a bar which also had food and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. At the SU. And my best mate who lived in Essex, our uni was in East London, was too drunk, so she stayed with me and my ex at his halls. And not only did she have to sleep on the hard, cold floor and probably hear us having sex in in a single bed while sleeping with no cover on like a zombie, she had to borrow his jogging bottoms. Right. She needed a wee, um, but he had also run out of loo roll. Oh. So she later told me that she had to drip dry (laughs) and then ended up wiping her minge (laughs) on his joggers. Minge! (laughs) (laughs) That is an underrated word. <laughs> is that the story? That's the story. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. <laughs> she wiped her minge on the jogging bottom. Yeah. I love that. I think that's potentially my favourite story of the whole podcast. <laughs> like, ever. That's minge. That's a little bit missing, but I've... You filled in the blank. So basically, her friend was really drunk... So they Couldn't went out. make it home. Yeah, stayed with them. Stayed with them. They had sex in a single bed. Yeah. The girl was passed out, needed a wee, didn't have any loo roll, so that's on him. Yeah. And she, uh, oh, minge. I've not heard the word minge in a really long time. Let's bring that back, please. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Good story. Well done. Yeah. There's a, a couple more we'll go for this, this one next. Okay, cool. A lot of people seem to have a lot of stories. I mean, Pete... I don't know whether these people are younger than us and just remember them or mm. whether because they had like three years, yeah. they had like the halls and the shared house. Yeah. House share. 
I feel like my sister, if I'd have asked her, she, I mean, her flat, she was very unlucky of flatmates. Yeah, but your sister was the most passive-aggressive person. No, she... Didn't she leave notes? No, I think that was someone else who left notes, wasn't it? I thought she no, left notes to say, please else. clean this oh, up. Oh, she had nightmare. I remember one time I stayed with her, and her flatmate decided at 3am to just do a really big house clean. Mm. And apparently she slept in the day and was just awake. She looked clearly a vampire. There was definitely some passag going oh, on in that house. Like, definitely. I'm sure I feel was, like there's passag in every hall. I feel like there was notes. There was definitely notes. And wasn't there a WhatsApp group? I can't remember. Where they'd like take a picture of the bins <laughs> and be like, who hasn't emptied this? I'll have to ask Hayley. I'm sure she'll f- r- tell me. And, but yeah. Um, but anyway... I genuinely have so many stories from my time at uni that I could legit legit write a book. Oh. But I'll tell you this one to tickle you. Tickle do. In my first year of uni, I lived in halls with seven other random girls. Can you even imagine the hormones? Like I said to you, I feel like you need that's, a mix that's, girls yeah. and boys to kind of all even stuff out. All girls together, I think, is worse than all boys. Yes. Yeah. One of them was called Funky. Okay. No, that was a genuine name, not a nickname. Was her mum and dad bang on the door? You know, do you know, like, groovy chick? No, okay, that's gone down like a falling elevator. She was a nice girl, but was really quiet and kept to herself. (laughs) One day, we all came home, and she had set up a full-on hair salon in our shared kitchen. Right. We walked in there, and there was eight to ten other girls sat around the kitchen table on chairs getting their hair done. I'm talking cut, (laughs) colour, style, and even new weaves. For weeks afterwards, we would find random strips of hair extensions... Around the kitchen oh, no. and in the cupboards. Hide in the cupboards. Yeah. What did you in the cupboards? This hair salon became a regular thing, <laughs> and we'd always get strangers knocking on the door <gasps> saying that they had an appointment. Oh, funky, funky's little kitchen hair salon. Yeah. I mean, how hygienic. At least it wasn't like our friends with the knock on the door yeah. working for the sex, <laughs> yeah. the sex club. Is this the massage place? What's worse, sex club or hairdressers? <laughs> Well, I feel like hairdressers in your kitchen is pretty grim because of oh, the yeah, hair. the hair. Like, and it gets everywhere, doesn't ugh. it, as well? Ugh, disgusting. Mm. Nice spaghetti ball on Oh, that reminds me... Oh, I love how every week I'm like, I had a dream. I keep meaning to look this up because there must be a meaning. I had a dream the other night I was eating. There was a really long hair in my mouth and it was really traumatic. Great story. Horrific, isn't it? What does that mean? I need to look it up. I hope it doesn't mean like you're going to die or something horrible. <laughs> We had a pre-drink session at my halls once. Oh, lovely. Someone stole my George Foreman grill. Excuse me? And held it ransom. What? (laughs) How does someone even do that? What uni did you go to to have a George Foreman grill? It sounds pretty wanky to even have one in halls, but it was solely used to make cheese toasties and got quite a reputation by itself. I like your style. She got it back, but she had to buy posh gravy granules to replace it with. Excuse, hang, right, hang on. So someone stole the George <laughs> Foreman and the ransom was posh gravy granules. Yeah. What kind of psychopath is this? <laughs> What's wrong with uni is this? Yeah, where did you go to uni? Is this like St Andrews or something? Hayley says, so I text my sister asking about the notes and she can't even remember. Bullshit. She, it was her. She <laughs> left the notes. Must have been. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to listen to this and be like, you prick. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tell you uh, my story. Okay. Ask your mum. She'll tell you who left the notes. I'm not asking mum. We're going to leave this here. A boy (laughs) in my halls got so drunk one night at Freshers that we decided it would be best to put him to bed and try to take his key so he wouldn't try to leave in the state that he was in. When we got home, we checked on him before going to bed. 
and my friend fell silent when she saw him. I panicked thinking that something was really wrong. Naked. So I pushed open the door and he was laid face down in the bed, trousers down past his bum, and all Shit of himself. his bum was covered in poo. Oh. <laughs> Oh. He had obviously woken up, tried to get to the toilet in time. We knew this because there was a poo handprint on his bathroom door, but was too drunk to make it. We closed the door, left the key on the outside so he would think that he let himself in and wouldn't know that we'd seen him like that. The next day we heard him leaving, taking his shitty bed sheets to the laundrette. The smell was so bad for the next few days, I had to tell another ha- flouse mate what had happened. Flouse mate. <laughs> <laughs> had to tell another housemate what had happened because he kept declaring how much the flat stunk of shit. To this day, we never ever told him. <laughs> <laughs> that poor bloke doesn't know that those girls saw his shitty ass. <laughs> Can you imagine being in such a state? That you shit yourself <laughs> and put out your... Why? Right, I've got a few questions. Why was his hand covered in poo? I re- Did he poo in his hand? He must have thought, oh no, it's coming. And then <laughs> thought, I can wash my hands. You know, yeah. it's easier to wash my hands than like the floor or whatever. <laughs> and then what happened that he didn't just gave up and went back to bed? Shitty ass. <laughs> This reminds me of this tweet that I saw a little while ago. And it was like, a lad just laughed at me in Aldi for buying loo roll. All right then, shitty ass. <laughs> well, it's like the a card I saw in the shop today which said something like, excuse me, sir, have you got anything for diarrhoea? To, oh, yeah, to stop diarrhoea or something like, have you got anything for diarrhoea? He said, mm. yeah, take these pills. And then the bloke said, oh, I meant like a mop, I've just shit on your floor. <laughs> Someone as a card. <laughs> Open it on your birthday and being like, um, thank you so much, Aunt Meryl. <laughs> Meryl. <laughs> of all the names you could think of. Meryl Minge. <laughs> oh, so I enjoyed that. The pooey handprint. I loved it. I think it's really cute <laughs> that they didn't tell him. They saved his blushes. Because, you know, they could have said, couldn't they, eh? Can you smell that shit? <laughs> oh, I bet he was mortified. He'd taken his sheets to laundrette. Just, just burnt them. Just bought a new one. Just buy new ones, your master, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what's our new segment? Do you remember, Alan? I've got a tale about Alan. Thankfully, he pulled through on the Facebook page. This week, <laughs> he's been threatening to shoot down drones. <laughs> With a shotgun. Apparently, you're perfectly allowed to shoot down a drone because he said he hates people poking in his business, never mind flying over his house. Well, there's a lot of people on the Facebook page oh, this week. bloody Facebook saying, about drones. Have you got a drone licence? Have you got a drone? There's no, They're spying on our property. There's no such thing as a drone licence. No one cares about your property. You have to have permissions to fly, but it's not a drone licence. Don't you think it's sad that these old people think that they're so paranoid about life that they think burglars are flying drones to see what they've got? Yeah. They're not flying drones. It's a kid playing with his drone. The thing is, why would anyone look in your back bedroom to be like, oh, that's a lovely... Everyone knows nothing. There's, there's nothing, nothing there. There's nothing in the back bedroom. No one likes that old furniture. Yeah. Oh, oh that's a lovely oak 
wardrobe. I'm just assuming what's in there. Well, that's a lovely a lo- oak wardrobe. That's a lovely chest plate collection. Yeah. I mean, probably would be worthwhile. I bet it's just a small kid playing with their drone. But when it gets on our local Facebook page, everyone was like, terrorists? It's terrorists? And then Alan was going, I'm going to shoot it down. <laughs> and I was, uh, everyone was like, oh, have you got a gun, have you? And he was like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, he's been going off about drones this week. So I think that's my little Alan news of the week. Have you got any more Alan news? I do worry he's going to find out about this podcast. I did have a little panic the other day because the postman and him were talking and the postman handed him a parcel that looked like the kind of envelopes that I usually get for like my blogging mail. And I was like, has Alan taken my post as hostage because we've been speaking about him on the podcast? But then the postman came here and gave me my parcel saying I should be paranoid. <laughs> we ever said... Right, so basically got a phone finger from... <laughs> From the Charlton Sunderland yeah. uh, playoff final. Do you only remember year. the phone fingers from like gladiators? Like, 90s kids will remember a phone finger. Everyone knows what a phone finger is. Well, you know. So, I've got we a phone hand with a pointy we finger. We had a phone finger. And we left it by the front door mm-hmm. and we got frosted glass by the front door. We have indeed. One day, <laughs> it comes up and goes, hey. Alan. What's that in the side of your thing? And I said, it's a phone finger. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a massive cock and balls. <laughs> Yes, Alan. I am going to display a massive cock and balls. Didn't he call it cock and bollocks? I, I don't think he even said the lovely word of bollocks. I think it was cock and bollocks. <laughs> and you were just like... And him and the postman had been discussing... What it actually was. Yeah. yeah. Our cock and bollocks. My mum loves that story. <laughs> She's like, oh, have you still got your phone finger? And I was like, I'm just going to keep it and provide entertainment. Have uh, we moved it? I think it? we've moved it. But like, we couldn't move it immediately because then you'd be it, like... It looked too obvious. Yeah. I, want, I was like, I don't care. It could be a little thing couldn't it like, oh look at that golden bollocks in their window but then mum was like oh what if people think it's a sign you know like, like pampas grass you know like the modern day pampas grass like please swing here <laughs> and we get people knocking on the door be like i'll put my keys in the glass bowl <laughs> <laughs> there we go this week's podcast everybody done and dusted done and dusted who's tick what's next we're gonna be do you want to do the renting is, it, is that another topic? Yeah, like landlords renting. Let's go for it. Yeah, because we can tell them. I feel like we've got one good story, haven't we? The dead ex-tenant. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. This is not funny. That That's a real person I thought you died. were going to say the red ink on the... The red pen on the phone. I mean, I could, but that's a really boring story. <laughs> but if you want, I can tell you about the red ink on the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> when Cory Karen came out. Uh, Karen comes out when she needs to. Where are our slabs? He hasn't freaking replied, has he? You're going to have to phone them tomorrow. No, don't make me phone them. I'm not very good at being Karen over the phone. Well, just, all you need to do is hide. Where the fuck are my slabs? Why don't you do it? You ring, they might, I know this is like, I shouldn't even bow down to this sexism, but they probably would listen to you more because you're a man. Hey, I'll have to talk like this. Maybe I'll be like, hey, where are my slabs? Where are my slabs? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, slabs, slabs, slabs. I'm waiting on six slabs to be delivered. (laughs) I've been waiting for 12 weeks now. Bring me around, punch in the throat. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Okay, but yeah, we're missing some slabs, aren't we? No, no one cares about our no slabs, one cares about do our they? House. It just does, just does, but we care about the slabs. 
Okay, we're going to go now. So next week, we're talking about renting. So if you've ever rented a house that was, you know, or horrific. if you're a landlord yeah. and you've got some like... Did you have a nightmare tenant? Yeah. I would love to know that because this is something that me and Henry would like to do when we're older. <laughs> when we're like... real human beings. <laughs> when we're grown-ups. is be like property developers and have tenants. But the thought like, of it does scare me a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah. But yeah, let us know. If you have got a story, email us. I didn't say the email last week. What an idiot. Chatting show. Chatting show podcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy our podcast, uh, please tell your friends or tell your enemies if you don't like them. Um, and leave <laughs> If you want to put them through torture. <laughs> I've got hair in my mouth. It's from that kitchen. Ugh. I feel like it's taunting me and the dream is coming real. Um, what was I say? Uh, you can subscribe. You can rate four stars only and above. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think that's it really, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a good week, everybody. Um, Henry's birthday this week. A big happy birthday to HB. That's you. Thanks. You're welcome. I shall go and bake my cake now. Oh yeah, bless him. So, all right. I'm no, right. I have said to Henry, I will bake you a cake. But I don't know if we've said this, I'm terrible at baking. Because I've got hands like Wreck-It Ralph, so I just can't bake. I said to him, I will bake you a cake. And he said, no, it's fine, I'd rather bake my own. <laughs> but I mean, you know, please yourself. I will. So yeah, Henry's going to bake his own cake, bless him. And we will go now. Bye. Bye.